right, everybody, it is the Geek Out Freak Out podcast. We're back on a little Monday, a delayed edition. I'm Jeremy. He's Matt. What's up, jerks? What's up, geeks? Of course, I throw to you when you're drinking water. No, nah, it's my fault. Happens. It's I'm my fault. Attention. It's the beginning of the show. The beginning I'm of the show is my attention. fault. Hey, everybody, before we get forward and we start getting into the meat and potatoes of this week's episode, I want to remind everybody that Geek Out Freak Out is a listener-supported and fan-supported podcast. We can't do this without people like you. So the best way you can help us out and support is give us a like, give us a follow, give us a subscription. Do all that shit. Let us know that you're listening with a review. I don't even care what you put in the review. Leave a review for another podcast. Just make sure it's five stars. I don't care. Leave your mom's cookie dough recipe. I don't Ooh, give yeah. a shit. I will eat it. Put it in the review. We'll make them. We'll eat them on cam. I don't care. <laughs> Just give us the reviews. <clears throat> we want reviews. We want ratings. Five stars, of course. Push us up in those rankings. Um, for Leave us a funny review. Culture. We'll read it. Yeah. Do anything. I'll, I'll read it. Yeah, definitely. Um, we are back. Uh, it was, uh, it's been, yeah, we're recording on a rare Monday. It is Labor Day here in, uh, is it, is, is Labor Day an international holiday? No. Is it just United States? It's gotta States? be U.S. It's like, right. It's, it's yeah, like it's one gotta of those. be U.S. Yeah. Um, look, my arm like cuts off halfway. That's weird, right? You're weird. Why does it not do it all the way? Yeah, speaking of that, I started playing Surgeon Simulator last night, and that's the most frustrating oh, nice. game that I've ever played. <laughs> it was free on Game Pass on the Xbox. It's, it's like, all right, it's... let's check it out. And it's like, hey, rip off this guy's leg. And I could not get, because it's all first person, I could not get the person to grab the leg. And I just, I've, I had a severe sense of anxiety trying to get it. I was like, you know, I am done. <laughs> Fuck this. I am I over am this game. Done. Like, I kept envisioning myself just chucking the controller at my TV. I was like, I, am, I have to stop. This is were you playing? Yours. Were you playing on on the Xbox? It was oh, okay. it was free on Game Pass. What I'll probably end up doing now um, is seeing if it's available on PC Game Pass and just download I, it there instead. I had Surgeon Simulator on a couple phones back, but um, yeah, it was. Did you have Surgeon hilarious. Simulator or Amateur yes. Surgeon? Oh, you know, might have been Amateur Surgeon. I loved it. Amateur yeah. Surgeon was the uh, Adult Swim one. Yes. Where it had yeah, you use like duct tape and super glue and staples and stuff. And it was yeah. like, there was like rats crawling in the cavity and stuff, in the body cavity. Is Surgeon Simulator from the same studio that brings you Cooking Simulator? I have no clue. I played that Possibly. one. That one's fun too. Yeah. It's I like all those dumb things like that. It's just as frustrating where you're just like using the controls and it's just like the hands are just doing this. Yeah. It's funny like to play every though. Sensitive I called my son in. Fun. And because it like has you rip a limb off and then it's like, hey, let's do it with more precision. Use a saw this time. So I went and picked up a saw and it's like a hand saw, like yeah. a wood saw. And so I go over to the guy and I call my son in and I was like, watch, let's see what happens. And I go over to the guy and I screwed up and I just buried the saw in his neck and I couldn't get it out. So the whole time the guy's just sitting there sawing off the guy's neck. And I was like, shit, shit, shit. So I finally pull it out. And then I go to put it on his arm and start sawing off the arm. And as I do, there's just blood squirting from the neck. I was like, I fucked up so bad. But it was You're just like, funny. I was like, you know, this would be a fun game to stream just to watch. And it's multiplayer, too, somehow. That's like, super this, awesome. This would be fun just to stream and, and do something stupid with. Hell, yeah. Ugh. How's your week been, Matt? It's been um, pretty good. Not going to lie. Um just kind of said f it will work it's <laughs> like it's like stuff will get done when it gets done oh yeah um and just been taking it really easy this week actually job, uh man. this past week and i was just really looking forward to the weekend um saturday was spur of the moment we i had made plans i was actually going to see shang chi today but i saw we ended up going seeing early saturday so shang that was chi. fun 
Yeah, we went and saw Shang-Chi's super early on Saturday. And then Sunday, got to enjoy some uh, All Out. Yeah, that was that was kind of the thing with All Transparency. Like Virtually. We, virtually. we originally decided that we were going to start recording on Thursdays. We talked about that last week. And then with Shang-Chi coming out, we thought, you know, let's just delay it. <clears throat> so we both have an opportunity to watch the movie. And then as things got later in the day on Saturday, we're like, you know, what if we just pushed this to where we can watch the pay-per-view and we can cover that as well, too? Yeah. You know, it's it, it's a little unfortunate. We're not going to get it out when we wanted to. It'll probably still come out on Monday. So. Okay, so going based off of analytics and everything that we do listen to on the show and whatnot, our heaviest listening days are Tuesdays. So it works out. Um, so people, <laughs> yeah, so it'll work out because people get the podcast in their feed late Sunday, sometime Monday, depending on when their phone syncs. And our most listened to on days are Tuesdays. That's the day like we get the most hits and the most uh, the most feedback on like on our on our ad that we run uh, at the beginning of the show. Nice. So <clears throat> so still like we're still hitting our prime market. The majority of our listeners don't listen until Tuesday or even later. So if we don't have it out by Tuesday, fuck it is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's what I, usually that is the case. It's usually if we're not able to record like by Monday evening. Like then it's like there's no point like not not that there's no point but it's just like we're gonna miss our, our window to have the show done in our prime time so uh, it might as well just wait till, <laughs> until after the fact my but, my um, hand hit Spotify as I was typing and my phone said hey here you go we're gonna rock out <laughs> I'm looking at our this is it's been like two hours since I looked at our wrestle chat on Snapchat and I just saw the shirt that you shared um, yeah I knew that's that pretty shirt. awesome yeah we, we all like that one. Um, but I was sharing the, I was sharing our show link in that one so the boys can watch. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was fun. It was being able, it was fun being able to go without talking about the movie just yet. Cause we will talk about the movie. Yeah. But, um, our, our main able- meat and potatoes of this episode, just laid out for everybody. Give you a little yeah. itineraries. It's going to be what if Shang-Chi and then in the last half, we're going to get into a lot of wrestling. Talk. I totally forgot about what if, cause, cause there's been so much that's gone on, but uh, yeah, right. Another, another fantastic episode of what if, um, but being able to. I wanted like the the original like our our like our plans usually with movies is we used to go on Fridays or Thursdays and we'd watch these movies like the second they come out you know but my son did show interest in this time actually want to see Shang Chi and marketing got to him because he pushed me on Wednesday to go get the Shang Chi ring that he wear and you shoot like those little um, foam Hell blasters yeah. out um, so I ended up going to Target buying him one of those and then um. And then we, he wanted to see the movie, so we went and saw the movie. Um, he wanted, so, but I was like, okay, we're gonna see it, but I, you know, don't feel comfortable taking them like on a Thursday when it, I, I assume there would be a lot of people there, and I didn't even bother looking at tickets. None. Nobody. That's it kind was. Of a it was really not even. A, I would say for us, and I know because the theater's right by my house. I know, like on Friday and Saturday, it was pretty busy, um, but Thursday night, it was there was. Me, not even a quarter of the theater we went to wow. was full, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for us, I'm the same kind of way. Like, if I can go, if I've got to go and it's packed, I got to go and it's packed. It is what it is. Most of these theaters that we go to now, there's like enough of a buffer in between you and people that yeah. it doesn't. And most people, like, once you go, since you pick out your own tickets, most people are antisocial, like me. Once you see that there's someone in that row, you buy tickets with a one or two seat gap. Just yeah. so you don't have to sit that way, which yeah, probably yeah. sucks for the theater, <laughs> unless you're selling a lot of single tickets. But we're we did the same thing. We we analyzed. I got on there late, and you could tell everybody was doing the same thing because it was every row 
there was three or four seats taken dead center of every <laughs> row except for yeah. very front and very back. I was like, you gotta yeah. be kidding me. And that's where yeah. we would normally pick. And I, I picked some towards the end and we sat next to nobody. Even some yeah. of the, the center rows that were picked, Same. people didn't show up for. So oh, that's, that's it crazy. said they were sold online and there was nobody there. So that's wild. Weird. Yeah. Um, it, unless they Saturday, had those blocked off intentionally. So who knows? Uh, the earliest, I'm pretty sure I probably did go to a movie. Or like, uh, I, I went to the movie, it was 11.45 showing. And that's the earliest movie I've ever been to since I've been an adult. Um, I went to a 10 o'clock so. one. What was even t- – who shows movies at 10? I don't know. It was my wife and I had gone to Dallas to go watch a football game, and we didn't have anything to do, like, before the game, and it was, like, a 6 o'clock game. So we were trying to find stuff to do, and we were up super early. So we went and found a uh, Alamo draft house, that, and we went and had breakfast and watched a movie. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. Breakfast so was, and a movie? Yeah, it was pretty that cool. Is, we got, like, a breakfast sandwich neat, yeah. and watched a movie. Hell, yeah. That's awesome, actually. It was. Um, I had never thought about doing that, but they were open that early, and we're like, "What if we just went now?" So we went. We went and did that, and then went to uh, like a Dave and Buster's and had a couple drinks and played games. Did you guys watch? It was a Dor Ragnarok that you watched. Uh, it was a it was a shitty comedy. I don't even remember what. Oh it was. yeah. I just remember it was like a, a rom com. Was it was Let's Be Cops? Probably. <laughs> it's not a rom com, uh, unless Jake Johnson is in love with uh, uh, Damon Wayans Jr. Yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, we went and saw the movie um, Saturday morning. It was Let's get into nice that first, spend. since we're already talking it was, about it. It was Let's super nice not to spend uh, ten dollars per ticket. Spoilers, people! Cool. Spoilers are happening. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, that's the alert. that's the nice thing about going to like matinees. Dude, I spent less than seven dollars a ticket. That was that's insane. Awesome. I spent, like I, I bought three tickets: one for me, my son, and my uh, my brother-in-law. And we all went and saw the movie. He's usually the one that we take to the movies anyway because he loves going to the movies. He loves watching. He likes all the same movies we like. So it's always fun to tag, bring him along. Um, but it, it was like on super short notice. And um, my dad doesn't like a lot of movies, but I wish I would have invited him to this one, especially Marvel movies. He's like, he'll watch them, but he's not like into them. But he loves Kung Fu movies. Um, and I think this one just would have been like, the perfect movie for him to get into so i'm super like i after the fact i was like pretty bummed that i didn't take him but uh i wouldn't i wouldn't mind going watching it again so maybe i'll have to take my dad yeah i'm kind of the movie. same boat like yeah. it was such a fun movie that i wouldn't yeah. mind i would see it again definitely so i that think that bodes full for what we're going to go talk about uh, going forward as far as the movie so uh shang chi came out um this past it, friday dude it broke some records for labor yeah. day and i i was worried that this movie wasn't going to do well just because it wasn't a traditional character. It wasn't like the core Avengers characters and it did really well. It was like 85 million last I looked. Um, so it's, it was racking it up and it's a long weekend. And that was on Saturday that those numbers were coming out. Yeah. Um, movie starring going right into it here. Um, see me Lou as a Shang Chi killed it. I thought he was great. I love I, I love the back and forth with the Aquafina or Katie. Um, Can we declare now that she was the best character of the whole movie? Aquafina was great. Fuck, I, she like, was good. She's so good, and you tend to forget like she's a basic, you know, not ba- um, a basic, but like just heavily comedian in most of her yeah. roles, if not all of them. And in this one, I'm of all things for it to be a Marvel. Well, I think that's the good thing about Marvel is it kind of goes they go and they cast. Um, a lot of actors like I think it started with Chris Pratt who was and even Chris Evans who Chris Evans had done a couple action films but most of the, like you kind of like 
were more familiar with his comedic side because even in his portrayal as Johnny Storm was more so comedic than, you know, Kyle yeah. Rorick. And then, of course, you remember Chris Evans from Not Another Teen Movie. You know, it's kind of like, I think, where we all kind of even got to know him and even his role in, um, in uh, um, Scott... Uh, Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, like, his role in that is, like, comedian villain, you know, so... Um, they they have this nice way of taking in, you know actors that are comedians, and being able to allow them to show my, more diversity and allow them to open up those avenues for them to be sort of dramatic characters, uh, like you know kind of what like Chris Pratt's still like in his role as Starless, still heavily comedic, but you can kind of get some seriousness from him. And even now, you know, we got internals coming out, and you see who's casting that, and they're like, "Cool, you know, you're taking some, you're taking some leaps of faith here with the, with, and and Paul Rudd as Ant Man, you know, yeah. you're taking some leaps of faith with the like with you some allow- of these actors that you're getting them, but you're allowing them to show more depth than just comedic. You know, yeah, that's the thing, talks. and that's what they did with Aquafina in this too, is they let her yeah. start off as the comedic partner and then grow through the movie and actually show a completely different side and get you emotionally attached to that character. And I thought they did an amazing job. My only problem with her in the movie is I felt they did not pay off her to the, at the end, like with her family and stuff, the way I kind of wanted to, like they, they started off showing her relationship with her family and you had that typical Asian family dynamic where she's just like her family is just not happy with a lot of her choices and stuff and then she has this huge personal journey and goes goes with him to china and kind of finds herself along the way and it would have been a great moment for growth to have her come back and like even just talk to her family about what she had been through and you don't get that at all which isn't a big deal because you really get that moment where she's kind of like has that comeuppance with her friend at dinner towards the end of the yeah. movie where she wasn't living up like they're they're like you're just parked cars and then she's able to like show her friend like all the stuff she's done since it is a, yeah. so you do kind of get the payoff in that sense but it would have just it, i thought it would have been a little bit cooler and it, it would have made the movie a little wrong and, or longer and maybe the it would have felt displaced but i i was kind of waiting for that because you could see her growing like going from what what friends and family thought as nothing same thing with shang chi and being able to just completely turn herself around. Not even just turn herself around, but find herself, I guess, more than anything. And it never really paid off. I mean, it paid off for her, but not with with her relatives. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. But um, it was cool seeing yeah, her just, become a badass. A slight, it is just a slight oversight. Because you, you get lost in all the other character stories and... You know, and, and to the main story, but you're, then you do hit that part, like you like you just said, like yeah, there is no final ending there with uh, with the family that they you know that she has with the with their family. So yeah, he's going forward. You know what I thought was really cool? Um, while we were sitting in the theater, we had a Chinese. Uh, we're getting, man and we're his getting son. a run in. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> you need to text that to me. Did you get food? I, I want that. food. My wife gave me a food. Matt's getting fed. <laughs> this is a uh, hey, shout out to um, let me pull up her Instagram because this is who we who we got him from. Um, she said it's about to get good though. That's what she said when she. I don't know if I picked that up and that's what she's saying in Spanish. I need you to eat. Uh, I I, I, I yeah, am like, not that person. No, I need you to do it. I'll talk while you're chewing, but I need you to chew into the mic. <laughs> no, Where, uh, you want me to do a mukbang? Yeah, that sounds so oh, terrible. No. Here, I'm gonna do a mukbang for everybody. Ugh. Um, desserts by what? What is her Instagram? By Don or something? Yeah, yeah. Miranda Don. Yeah, Miranda Don. She's a she's a real close friend. 
uh, Miranda Dawn underscore desserts. Follow her on Instagram. Do it. Closer in the mic. I need you to get closer. Okay, there we go. We can hear. I'm smacking. I'm smacking on purpose. Ugh. Um, but no, we we sat down and we we're waiting for the movie to start, and an older Chinese man and his son, who was probably closer to our age, came in to sit down and watch the, the movie. And I I don't know. I thought that was super cool because you don't have a lot of Asian representation in Marvel movies for the most part. That's and very true. You you're getting that in this movie. So to see you know people come out and watch that. I, it was the same thing that you saw with Black Panther when Black Panther came out. You know, finally someone who's going to represent that audience. And I don't know. I just thought it was cool first day to sit down and and see a father and son kind of just like, hey, this is we can kind of bond over. Yeah, it, you know? I thought it was yeah. really really cool. Yeah, uh, it, it is nice it, to, and I think that's where we're getting with this new phase of Marvel films too. Is you know exiting out of that. You know, the the term is white archetype. You know. Yep. Um, type of hero and it, it even goes for like male and female on both ends and you know first the marvel universe was just heavily heavily male and now we're you know slowly expanding to people different races and and uh and, different genders. and both genders so it's yeah. been great um, and i thought and i think i had said it to you and i know i said it to a couple people like i've i've figured out that i think some of my favorite marvel movies are when we start getting away from like you said the white archetype specifically not even just that, but the American superhero stories. Yeah. Like we're getting yeah. into stuff like even Thor, like getting away from like the core, like Tony and cap and black widow, like getting away from that Avengers, like, Hey, we're going to take a chance and we're going to get out there. We're going to show watching this movie kind of reminded me of feelings that we had watching guardians of the galaxy. Like here's something that's kind of unknown and it's a character that I'm not a hundred percent familiar with, but guess what? You made me fall in love with. You made me enjoy this movie, and it, it it's really cool when they're able to do that kind of stuff, like bringing characters that are just unknown to the major MCU, like the casual viewers, yeah. I guess. And that's what it felt like to me is you're you're learning a new character for the first time because I didn't know a lot about Shang Chi. I knew who he was, I knew his history with the Avengers and stuff, but I didn't know a lot of the personal direct history to the character. So exactly, being able yeah. to kind of learn a lot about a new character, same thing with the Eternals when it comes out. I'll do my research, I'll read a little bit more. <clears throat> I know of the Eternals. I know yeah. the characters, but it's going to be cool to just have a different type of movie. And this is one that that kind of falls in with like Ant Man when we talked about it. Like when you when you get away from the normal just superhero movie, when you do something different. Ant Man was the heist movie. Um, uh, Doctor Strange is going to end up being the horror movie of Marvel. Yeah. This one being able to show more Eastern roots and show like a kung fu movie. And still have that superhero element, I thought was really cool because it wasn't our typical Iron Man type movie or Captain yeah. America type movie. It was a little bit different from from the superhero genre, and it wasn't cookie cutter. And I liked it. It was it was fun. Uh, I see a lot of people online are complaining about the the second act in the middle of the movie, saying that it was too dry. They tried to explain too much. I didn't really feel that way. I mean, I could see where people say that, but I didn't feel that way. What about you? Yeah, I didn't either. If it, I mean, there was. I was actually, I mean, I had to use the restroom and I was looking forward to like a little bit of a slowdown so that I could get up and go. But even when we got there, I didn't because the story actually had me. Like yeah, I wanted to, I, I wanted to be uh, like, I wanted to, to, to see and hear that part of the story and not have to rely like on 
having to ask somebody after the fact. So um, it was totally worth holding it in <laughs> throughout the rest of the movie because I even kept asking you like, like when when the movie ended, I was like, okay, there's how many? Like, oh, like there's a post credits right after, and then there's a post credits right after. Trying to time it. I was trying to time it out, and then um. Because uh, when I took my son to Black Widow, we had a real close call with the bathrooms, and we almost didn't make it. So this time, I just kept asking him, like, and I kept asking him through, like, the slowdown in the movie. Like, do you need to go? Do you need to go? This is the time for us to go before before it picks back up. And um, he said, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to go if you don't need to go. So I ended up staying, and I'm, I'm glad I did because the story to me was just as well. Um, and just as good and just as enthralling as the actual fight scenes um, that, to me, um, the first fight scene uh, in the, the movie. The one on the bus. On the bus, probably the best fight scene um, throughout the entire movie. And the best fight scene, I think, in Marvel. Other, you yeah, know, it's a it was a really call. good fight scene. I think I want to see those back to I want to see that fight scene back to back with the Captain America elevator fight scene. And judge which one's the best one, <laughs> you know, because it's like, yeah, there is some there is some rely like relying on CGI, but a lot of it is such great hand to hand martial arts combat. It was just so fun to watch. Um, I that first fight scene just I love it too because it's like, you know, it is sort of an origin story, but they don't make you sit through the origin story to get to the fight scene. It's just like. Oh yeah, I'm really awesome at this, and this is why. <laughs> yeah, like he's like, oh yeah, let me kind of. And it's just like holy it was more of a, like crap. a recap. Yeah, yeah, and it's just kind of like you know, you get the beginning story, you know, with the with the father going into the forest and meeting the mother, and that's a nice story. That's a lovely story, and um, to I like it too that you don't know he has a sister until. He goes looking for her. Yeah, they he didn't show her that it was kind yeah. of a surprise. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I had messaged you and told you that there was a, and maybe I, I told you on the phone. I you did. Know, you told me there was I, a. Really I did good let cameo. you know there was a really great cameo that she wouldn't mm-hmm. see coming, and the best part of that is the line "You'll never see me coming." <laughs> I I should have picked up on this so, because earlier in the week, All Hail the King just randomly showed up on the Dis- the Marvel short with around oh, Mandarin. Wow. Randomly showed up on Disney Plus, and it was showing up like they it was prominent. Like when you would go to Disney Plus, it was like the second or third thing, and everybody's recommended. Yeah. And I should have I should have tried to put two and two together, but I was like, oh, that's cool. They put All Hail the King, uh, Trevor Slattery. Sh- shows back up as Mandarin again and it's really random and he sticks around. I think that was the best part is he could have easily just been a throwaway cameo. It could have but, been one scene with Ben Ken- Kingsley in, yeah. but he becomes a great supporting character. He gets kind of redemption through, through it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love that. that was I, I thought that was a lot of fun. He, he I like was the, really cool to see him back. I like the story that he's been brought in as the court jester for the real Ten Rings. For the real Mandarin. Yeah. And so, yeah, for the real Mandarin. And so, uh, and then the dad even makes fun of the fact that, like, you know, that people were afraid of him, even though he has the name of an orange. Yeah. So. <laughs> or a, a chicken dish, he said. Yeah, chicken dish, a chicken dish. And um, I love that. That was good. I was really. When I saw him, I was like, this is the way Jeremy told me about. As soon as yeah. I saw, like, the back of him, I already kind of knew that it was him. And I was just like, oh, no, is it really Ben Kingsley? And then he turns around and you see him, and it was great. It was it was awesome. Um, 
I like the mythical creatures throughout the yes. throughout the entire. They look great. I told you it takes a turn yeah. in the second half and becomes like oh, it, yeah. almost like Avatar esque with its world. And it was because I told you I thought that was where your son was gonna enjoy the movie. He loved it. He loved yeah. that part. There's a there's the a group lions of like, super cool. There's a group of foxes in in one of the opening shots, and they're very they're similar looking like uh like nine Alola nine tails. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so just like oh cool, I got nine tails in here. So he kept on calling it the Pokemon Land. Every time it's what it looked like. To, yeah. We said the same thing. Yeah. My wife was like, "Is this a Pokemon movie or what?" <laughs> Yeah, but it pulls all those traditional uh, creatures or those mythical creatures from Chinese tradition. Yep. You know, and it injects them into the story and gives them, like, it gives them, um, like, visuals. Like, you yeah, know, it what, breathes you life know. into them. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you're used to seeing these these creatures, like, you know, as, as decorations, you know, inside of a restaurant or and scrolls without and really stuff. even knowing what they are or what historical impact they have, like, you know, in the. In the, in, in the Chinese tradition. So it was cool. It was nice to be introduced into like a culture um, sort of, you know, in a way I know it's Marvel, but it is nice to. It's It was it, nice of Marvel to embrace that. Yeah. Yeah. Like not to like cookie cutter it. And I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure it is in, in, in a Marvel way, but uh, it was nice to, 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 to see get it represented. Basically. Yeah. Get a representation. And I'm sure it's, I mean, one of these days, like we'll get like a crazy, Mexico based superhero oh, yeah. <laughs> that'll do the same. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll that'll be pretty neat. Uh, but yeah, it was that was a fun movie. I Just loved give it. me a Marvel yeah. movie based on luchadors and we're good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. Um in the movie I mean we're not really, you know, going by plot line, but um uh, what was your favorite like your favorite fight scene was it the beginning was it the opening one or was it like the opening fight scene was so really good cuz it went yeah. on. It was it could have easily been a short fight and, and it I guess, went on and, and i guess there's actually two opening fight scenes you get the one the father and the mother when they first meet yeah and we're talking shang chi's yeah. opening fight scene and and the and the fight turns into a dance where they both you know kind of like realize like hmm hey hey you know, there's kinda, something i like you sparks yeah. are flying uh but you're, then, we're uh, talking the san francisco the, oh, yeah. scene on the bus yeah on the bus yeah yeah that one was probably i mean it's a hell of a fight scene you're right it could be one of the best ones in marvel um yeah. The, I, I love the ending too. Like getting the protector out of the the water, I thought was really good. Yeah. Um, Man, we got freaking dragons in the MCU. I just yeah, love that's that. cool as shit. Yeah, I, just I that love that awesome. Wong was so throwaway at the beginning. Like yeah. they led a lot of people wanted to speculate, like oh maybe he's a mentor to him or something. And just because he showed up for a brief glimpse, like not even a speaking role in the trailers, just a brief glimpse of him and Abomination. And yeah, they, you just see the in and you just out see immediately. The sling ring. You just see the sling ring, and that's it. Like you kind of like you pause it, and you're like, okay, that does look like Wong. So you're pretty sure it is Wong. And it's just funny to see Wong, like hustling. You know, hustling. Oh, it's a war. Of yeah, course, my wrestler kicked in. Yeah, yeah, the second they said that, I was like, oh, it's a work. Yeah, so they're like, working what? together. Like, yeah, and they're working. I'm like also wondering, like, how did he? How did him and Abomination hook up? You know, yeah, I, I think I we're gonna get story. answers to that. Yeah, I, I, like I think we'll story. have answers to that coming. A lot of that might show up in because Abomination is in uh, She-Hulk. Yeah. And, and we have Multiverse of Madness coming out soon, too. Yeah. So I think we might get some sort of answers. And they, I mean, it is confirmed it was Abomination. If you didn't recognize him, he does refer to him as Emil, Emil Blonsky. Yeah. So we know for a fact that it is the same Abomination from the Edward Norton movie. So yeah. Tim Roth. Uh, 
I'm not sure like, I, whether it's actual Tim Roth or not. I would love but, to find out. Yeah, I would love to. It's cool I would love to know Tim that return, it's yeah. still canon. Like it is that same one. And we already got confirmation last week in ep- the episode of What If, where they talked, where they showed Banner with Betsy or Betty. So it yeah. was cool as hell to have that happen as well. They kind of like do a switch where that Bruce Banner didn't you know, like Edward Norton, Norton, but it was uh, the Mark Ruffalo iteration yep. of it. Yeah, loved it. It was great. A uh, really good movie. Um, I guess we didn't really go spoiler heavy, but there was enough in there to kind of like you know. No, uh, we it, will talk it for some people. Post credits, but um, okay, yeah, let's talk the post credits. Uh, Banner. I, I thought it was really great seeing Banner come back. So they Wong shows up at the end of the movie and uses the sling ring and brings Shang-Chi and Aquafina with him. They, he wants to see the rings. He wants yeah. To... So they're analyzing the rings and they're talking there about there being a beacon calling out inside. So the rings are all, all have like in the comics, I think it's like souls of uh, warriors that, and each ring has a different ability. So it could be, they, they talk about like, it's not vibranium. It's not Chitari. So they've got captain Marvel and they have banner there via their like hologram calls. Like they, like we saw in Endgame, and they're talking about like origins of it. And we find out that it's, it's even older than, than they think like they're super, super old. Um, and in the beginning of the movie, it was really vague about where the origin of the rings. They talked about they could have been found in a cave. They could have been found in a crater. So they don't even know. So yeah. it was cool to be able to know that they're going to expand on that. Um, but we see Banner back to Banner. He's not yeah, he Professor like, Hulk anymore. Yeah. And he's still wearing the sling. And he looks super old. Like he, he looks like he's been through some shit. So I'm hoping we get some sort of explanation as to why he's back to Banner in She-Hulk. Because Mark Ruffalo is casting She-Hulk as well. Yeah. And I believe Tim Roth was was also in She-Hulk. So hopefully we do get more Abomination. I could be wrong. I, it may have just been that there was a confirmation that it was Abomination in there. Um, so hopefully we get some sort of explanation there as to what's going on. Um, and we got to see Captain Marvel disappear for a call. She got an emergency call. I'm sure that's something that's going to be related to either Secret Wars or the Marvels. So we might get some sort of something happening there maybe it's monica who's signaling out to her or something. yeah and she has her hair back yeah and then <laughs> yeah um uh the best part though is getting wong welcoming them basically to the avengers katie yeah. and, and shang chi just like hey welcome to the circus so yeah. it's like their confirmation is saying hey you're part of us without saying it and i'm gonna love to find out that this is where wong went in the uh multiverse of madness trailer when he's disappearing yeah, I, I I hope that is. I doubt it. I mean, they they may have something else going on. Oh, you mean it, in the Spider Man? The Spider Man? Spider Man? Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man trailer, uh, which is basically Doctor Strange Multiverse, movie. Yeah, <laughs> but it's leading into the Doctor Strange yeah. movie. Yeah, and then we got that second post credit scene where his sister is supposed to be disassembling the Ten Rings, and we find out that she's recreating the mineral Actually, image, taking taking it over. Yeah, yeah. I thought giving that was it, really giving cool. it a makeover, and then we get that final screen where it says the 10 rings will return so i thought that was super cool too i was just like that is awesome well, she's I, been through I, some I, shit i love that one yeah and she's been through some shit yeah she so. never said she never said that she was going to like you know take down the 10 rings she no. always wanted to be part of it and it was her father who kept holding her back yeah saying so, that since she was a female she couldn't yeah so seeing like a like a cool like character turn you know what I mean? Like oh yeah, she goes and seeing from, a badass female, yeah, be like, it's like not, ringleader, I thought was really cool. Yeah, straight. You know, she's she's not good. Oh, or evil. I, she's somewhat down the middle. You know, I marked like, out in, herself. 
got excited for the moment that the camera panned back and they showed female assassins training. It's Dude, like, that oh, was shit, awesome. It just cool. looked good. Yeah, it looked, it looked I mean, awesome. It was like a realization for her. Like she, mm-hmm. she had always wanted like representation within the group and never got it. And then you get yeah. that pull out, and it's like, oh yeah, she got it. Yeah, yeah. She she takes over her her dad's armies, and the, I'm I'm really I'm really interested to see overall. What this, happens, this ended up being yeah, one of my favorite Marvel movies. It it yeah. was so much fun to watch. It was really exciting to watch a real good movie on on a big screen that's loud you know and has really good music i love the music in the movie oh hell yeah um the soundtrack is really good check i mean check it out on spotify or itunes whatever you use um yeah i just everything about that movie was a lot of fun and uh not disappointed not disappointed in the slightest i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed my time like i said i would i would happily watch it again um i would happily pay the money to go watch it again and not wait for it to come out on Disney Plus. You know, I wouldn't take my dad. Well, to you it. don't have to wait long because it only has days? a forty-five day window. Yeah. yeah well, so what's the window? Next month. What's the window with Black Widow? You know, I'm not sure. It should be out soon. Yeah. I thought it should be coming out. Well, Cruella just went on uh, Disney Plus without without the other and, than your initial paywall, but like behind right. the other paywall. It may not go on Disney Plus immediately, but I know streaming services. It has a forty-five day window. It may try to go to streaming yeah. services to get people to buy it before it goes to disney plus but who knows i know i know for a fact streaming though is a 45 day window so i i am not much of a physical collector physical collector but neither am i, I mean, anymore yeah i think if um if it you know if i was and yeah I, hey I, guess I what i am gonna buy physical now though the office because guess <laughs> what it is succumbing to cancel culture oh no are people complaining about one old, episode in particular team? has been pulled out of syndication well, which one is that? Diversity Day. Oh, I think one of the best ones. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm worried. glad I got mine. I'm, I'm really worried that Gay Witch Hunt is next. Ah, they got to get over that. Yeah. You can watch old episodes of Three's Company that are showing on oh, Logo. Oh, God, I know. Can, oh, I'm sure they out. rerun episodes of, like, All in the Family, and Archie Bunker was a super racist. Yeah, he was. This is absolutely true. Yeah, whatever. <sighs> Leave the office alone. But, yeah, I already have uh, the complete Blu-ray set. Set in my uh, cart, so nice. That's Pull the trigger happen, on that, man. Yeah. yeah. Pull it. Pull the trigger. Uh, and then I'll just cancel Peacock altogether because I don't watch WWE anymore. You know? I know. We'll so. get we'll get to that in just a little bit. We'll get, we'll, uh, what we'll if was a great the, episode? Yeah, we'll finish out with the Marvel train right now. With what the, if with was the, a great episode? This episode was what if uh, Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? Yeah. And in this universe, Christine is dying in the car accident, and yeah. there's nothing he can do to stop Christine's death. Uh, I guess the big difference and the big decision here is that him and Christine are on speaking terms. They're yeah. they're still an item. And that's where it happens. He does everything. Hell, he even stands her up in the montage. It's like Kim, he, he basically, he uses the time stone to go into Groundhog Day, to do what he can, to go into time loop, to try to stop her from dying. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because they even show the accident almost detail for detail the same as the accident there. It's just Christine dies instead. Yeah. Um, you get some really cool, like you you get to see him because he has his hands. He he excels at being a sorcerer really fast. Same thing he did, but a little more elevated, because he doesn't have to concentrate on stopping his hands from shaking. So he's giving all his energy to his his spells, and he he advances. I mean, we get to see the book of Cadliastro uh, and the, the page that was ripped out of it is still there. Like we, you never really get Cassilius happening because of how yeah. strong he is at this point. Um, really great episode. I don't know how much you want to get into it, but 
this is the first episode and if you notice every episode the watcher his silhouette is becoming more and more prominent this was the first episode where he fully came forward out of the silhouette and we're starting to see him him interfering and that threat of knowing that he he may interfere because in the comics he interferes with everything i wouldn't say interfere but actually interact because well he says it he says should i interfere he yeah. like he there's an it, internal yeah. monologue of the the watcher and he's like should i step in should i interfere i know i can't so he's already yeah. in his head like we're seeing him more and more and more like want to interfere with these and yeah. at some point i feel like he is and that's kind of the through line like it almost they want you to to think that these episodes are standalone and they're starting to slowly have through lines. Like we got the tentacle monster came back from the first episode with Captain Britain. So now a lot of people are, are starting to wonder if that's Shumagorath. Mm-hmm. And that it's just cool to start seeing threads show up through these. Yeah, it was it was cool to see him like how he realized how he needed to attain the power mm-hmm. to help stop Christine from dying. And so he has to like go through all these uni- all these multiverses and like take down the strongest mythical being in those universes and so he keeps opening up these dimensions and like killing those creatures and in ha- like in, in in really ingesting them and th- yep. making them a part of him and you see like every time he does that he becomes like like a like a variation of themselves and then of, of course he gets that mixed with dragon that. Yeah. one and yeah. everyone because he looks kind of like a devil in the dragon form yeah. everyone's like oh he's mephisto yeah <laughs> and that's when the one where like he's able to actually resurrect christine for just yeah. a brief second and but then the universe is already ripped so hard that he's broken everything in, in, in that multiverse. And so he's just completely just like taking it apart and, you know, messed with time. So we get to hard find that out he, that, that he broke everything. Well, we get to find out that he's split in half. He has two different consciousness yeah. in the same universe because the, uh, the ancient one is trying to fix yeah. things and save him from himself. And he, fa- she fails. Yeah. He like, this one has a really bleak ending. Oh, and showing yeah. That like, <laughs> Things can go wrong. It ends with the universe ending, you know, yeah. and, and, and Strange is the first person to see the Watcher, and he knows the Watcher's there, and he calls out to the Watcher to, to help him. He's like, you're a god, help me. And he's like, you know, what good is it to me if I help you? You know, like, yeah. you've done this, and, you know, it's, it's these actions are what you've done, so... Um, yeah, it was so, cool. Yeah, it was really like cool you, to have you brought one it up. Like, like yeah, it was cool to have a dark ending. Like someone like, yeah. said, they should have named this episode the Multiverse of Sadness. <laughs> Basically, yeah, you just keep watching Christine die, you know, and her character gets getting killed off, you know, over and over. But you know, her death, you know, he he needed some form of loss in his life to be necessary. And since he at that time chose to love and you know have those feelings for Christine instead of being so into himself then that's why he kept you know having to experience experience that loss over and over but um really good episode uh really strong and a great ending um and really fun to watch so yeah uh, another great episode of what if the next one is the next one zombies i think I, so I, i'm not sure yeah. I, I thought i saw a promo for where it was zombies but i could be wrong but uh, i'm i'm I, it's another great show man it just keeps going and it's a lot of fun to watch so really fun to be able to like be um watching what if and then going to watch a shang chi movie and you know and then getting all this new marvel stuff that's still you know coming in where you still you like it feels almost normal again being able to like watch things and and experience new things just having things come out yeah yeah just having things come out it's been fun so super cool um let's talk some wrestling some wrestling let's talk what yeah 
we can run through this one fairly quick too. AEW all out happened this weekend. Um, we're going to work our way forward. We're going to start at the beginning and work our way to the big surprises and stuff like that. Uh, we all knew, I mean, Punk came back. This is his big debut match. This is the first time we were going to get him. So it was, there was a lot of excitement going into this pay-per-view. It was in Chicago. Uh, let me pull up. I've got all out. So our first match of the night, this is on the pre-show, which I didn't get to watch the pre-show. Did you? Yeah, I watched the pre-show on okay. YouTube. So yeah. it was uh, Best Friends, Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor with Wheeler Yuta at ringside. Uh, along with Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus taking on the Hardy Family Office, Matt Hardy, Private Party, and the Hybrid 2 and Helico and Jack Evans. And the Blade returned. Yeah. Or the Blade was there with him. I'm sorry. Blade the was Butcher, Butcher returned. The Butcher returned later. And then, yeah, at the very yeah. end. Yeah. Um, that was our first big return. Our first return of the night. Our first surprise. Uh, we ended up with... We had a good reaction. Best friends going over. People yeah, were, good reaction for him. Fans were, were, were happy to see him to, back. Excited to see Butcher back. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah. And our first match of the major of the main uh, show was Miro defending his... AEW TNT Championship against Eddie Kingston. This had a real, real cool story kind of going into it because we had Miro, who's undefeated, but he's been fighting smaller guys. And yeah. we had Eddie Kingston, who's about the same size. I mean, he may not be as muscular as Miro, but he's a bigger guy compared to what he's been Miro's been facing. Taking him on and threatening to devolve this into a street fight. Uh, this match had a lot of really good psychology in it, like with the ring or the the turnbuckle cover coming off. Uh, this is something that we good, just we don't see in AEW yeah. a lot. Is a lot, a lot of, of well thought out matches, storytelling in within the match itself instead of just a lot of high spots. Which, you know where that comes from? Where AEW is sort of you know blamed for, but there was some good storytelling from you know that is good. That is some WWE type of storytelling that's just wrestling that's just old school wrestling is what what it was and i i think a lot of that comes from guys like mark henry and paul white being backstage and being able and even cm punk maybe at this point being able to tell them hey look slow down tell a story you can hit your high spots and some matches are made for high spots like the tag match that we got is you're not going to tell much of a story which they did actually still tell a story and get some good psychology in that in that cage match but a lot of what makes wrestling good is that story within there, like telling that story with the, the turnbuckle pad and then having the ref miss certain things and miss, miss the, uh, the DDT and the count to three. Yeah. From Eddie Bryce Rinsberg is like the most hated man in Chicago. So. Oh God, I know. <laughs> uh, but Miro takes the, Miro gets the win on that one. Yeah. Um, and then we got John Moxley defeating uh, Satoshi Kojima by pinfall and kind of a similar match, but, it took some of the Japanese elements. Like, shit, these guys were trying to bite chunks out of each other's foreheads at yeah. one point. Uh, I enjoyed this match. How about you? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I, I thought it was a real fun, like, heavy-hitting match. That's exactly what I was looking forward to. Um, like we said, Moxley get the, getting the win after two uh, paradigm shifts, and then uh, you had um, another Japanese legend come yeah. out. Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, challenge... Uh, uh, Moxley, which I guess is going to happen on uh, Dynamite Wednesday like, on Dynamite. Yeah, so like, psh, man, what a build up there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, that could have been another pay per view. Uh, like, I, I think I texted you and said, I, I'm like, I guess Mox is just going to take down all these Japanese legends. I'm, just I'm here for yet. it though. Which yeah, which we're all here for, and we're. I think this is fun for Mox too because he's getting to fight like these or getting to work with these like type of like you know New Japan type of guys that yep. he might have been able to work with a little bit more had he stayed. 
in Japan as as U.S. champion when he started showing up there. But yeah. then, of course, COVID and everything happens, and that they're wrenching everybody's plans. So um, now they're kind of you know being able to do these do these matches, and it's hey, been, I mean they're fun to watch, man. And like, Mox is now the GCW heavyweight champion. Yeah, he defeated Matt Cardona the night before. I love just, that. Yeah. That he showed up and did what Mark, Matt Cardona did to uh, Nick Cage. Like, he, he showed up in the, the druid outfit and did the Moxley thing, the, the shoulders and everything, yeah. and was mocking Cardona and then pulls the mask off, and it's actually Mox underneath the, the yeah. hood. I thought that was really, really cool, just to kind of throw back to that. Uh, did you see uh, Matt throat punch that guy that tried to touch his dong? No, I did not see he's that. Not, I, I, think he, I think that's what he was trying to do. But he was on the way out, and he was coming through his entrance, and he's coming through the fans. All the fans are flipping him off in his face and stuff. And one fan reaches over and pats the belt and tries to spin the belt, but then you see his hand reach a little bit further. And right as he does, Matt turns around and just throat thrusts the guy. I'm going to have to watch this. Yeah. Awesome. He like grabs him by the throat and like shoves him back. Oh, wow. And you can even hear the commentators like, oh, don't put your hands on the talent. <laughs> uh, next know. match we got Dr. Britt Baker DMD defeating Chris Statlander by submission this was another yeah. good match like we got to see Statlander kind of impose her will on Britt Brit Baker being an alien I guess yeah. and being stronger by nature uh, there was a really good tease in this match I don't know if a lot of people caught, a, caught it um, Britt hit the the, uh, the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Sunrise yeah Instead of the the panel Panama. sunrise, and we'll get into that in a little bit, yeah. uh, which it could have been viewed as just a little tease, a little fun tease to Adam Cole. Well, it was kind of like it turned when, out to be foreshadowing. I remember. I don't know if you remember like the first uh, All In, but they had the women's bat, uh, the women's I think four way match or five way mm-hmm. match, and Chelsea Green hit the the Broski boot. I yep. think on one of the girls, and um, I mean everybody's it, like, when she did it too, like she pumped up the crowd. Of course, they all said boo, woo, woo, woo. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's just you know, people love. Well, this one it felt like that, like it was yeah. just a little fun moment. But of course, with what happened at the end, well, it ended Brit, up being it, foreshadowing. Britt like, had even teased that there was a free agent signing earlier <laughs> in the week, and then her. she ended, she ended up saying it was her. Yeah. So uh, she like, some she really good heel shit. Yeah. So she's so good at what she what what they're doing. They're 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 a great couple. And um, in entrance of the year, the Lucha Bros defeated the Young Bucks in yeah. a hell of a cage match. Just good lord, I, I loved an insane cage. Match. I love the Jordans with the dumb tacks on the hell bottom. yes. Just I thought like, that was cool. Oh my gosh! Like, and those so images brutal. of of uh, Penta with his mask ripped and just blood pouring out of the well, mask. Well, did you? There was I think a part after post-match that he's he has the mask because the mask has been ripped because the bucks are trying to rip the mask off their faces and he's like picking like the dumb tacks out of his head because yep. they went through the mask yeah and i was just like you could see him pulling and then like you know he exits exits the cage and he's hugging his kids like and the kids are hugging him they're crying you know they're and there's happy. blood all over and his life blood all over yeah. his entire family and you just see like the like the ref Kind of like trying to like shuttle everybody out, but like everybody was cheering, you know, because and they bring the such, whole family with them to get yeah, them cleaned up. Yeah, it's just like everybody was cheering because it was such like an awesome moment for like yeah. the Lucha Brothers who have been, I, I'm, they have been in AEW since day one and they've just been so fun to watch and be a part of and then see them be recognized. And I'm going to go ahead and say it with the company with the most momentum going forward right now, like the most exciting company going like right now uh, with the best talent, with the best storytelling. Um, and they're the tag champs of that company. Like go and they beat the Young Bucks, who had this, you know, you know, record. Who've been super dominant. Yeah, who've been dominant. I mean, and granted, yeah, we're still, you know, in the infancy ages of the company. You know, we're still like within the first three years. 
but the Young Bucks have just been dominant over this really built up great tag division. Like yeah. we've had a good tag team in the Jurassic Express, and they still haven't had the tag belts yet. You know, and well, they look, haven't this been broken. And they haven't been broken up. We have um, uh, FTR who are in there, you know, and, and they're they're a lot of fun to watch. And there's just so many tag teams in AEW, which is a lot of fun. And then you go it's and you look at you go and you look at WWE and you look at your Raw they tag don't give team a fuck champions. About a tag and it's, division. it's RK Bro, a makeshift tag team, you know. And you have, mm-hmm. thankfully, you have the Usos in SmackDown, who are probably like one of the last few tag teams still left. You know, I'm know. okay with makeshift tag teams when they're ha- when they happen here and there and they work, but the problem is, is WWE has become so accustomed to that. They're they, they're so accustomed to having a board on the wall and it's names of guys you know who aren't doing anything but they don't like and they want something for them to do and they randomly just pick two guys off and are like okay they're gonna be tag champs that's what they're gonna do and they're gonna defeat tag teams and you know a lot of times they do have success with making those guys into good teams like look at the bar they ended up being a really good tag team and then they it's the shitty thing is, is you bring those two guys together and then as soon as they get a lot of momentum and they start becoming like okay they're a well known tag team like they're not just two random guys anymore then you split them up. Yeah. And it makes no sense. AEW, I, I don't think we've had a single tag team split up. I could be wrong, but I don't remember one. I don't think so. I mean, you've had some teams turning on people, but... But two it, teams turning part, against yeah. each other. like Or yeah, a team, yeah. turn, two members yeah. turning against each other. I don't think we've had that. Which is no, good, because we show that tag team wrestling matters in this company. Yeah. Um, and then we got... Probably one of the best women's matches that AEW has put on in a while in the Women's Battle Royal. I was, I mean, I was heavily surprised. I had low expectations going to the Casino Battle Royal for the women. Like, just because I have low expectations for Battle Royals in general. So it was just like, I don't know how excited I am for this match. And I felt it was going to be a cooler match, but it turned out to be really good. Even leading up, this is even before our giant surprise with the Joker card. Like, who was going to be the surprise entrance. Entrance. And it was good to watch, and I was like heavily favoring Dunder Rosa and winning winning this thing. I was like, "Holy crap! I'm I think I want Dunder Rosa to win this." Yeah, I was and, a little um, disappointed to be honest. And so I um, like Dunder Rosa. She's yeah, she's one of the best in the women's division. She'll right get now. it. I mean, I think she's going to be the one to dethrone to dethrone um, the Brit. Well, the right decision was yeah. made, and we'll get into that as we go yeah. through. But we'll we'll read the list of of uh, women who wrestled in this. Uh, See, the biggest thing and the biggest gripe that this company has had for the longest time is that the women's division is just not good. It's just not stacked. It doesn't have a lot of depth to the roster. And the women that are there are really green. I think a lot of that is starting to change a bit because this match felt like... Now, it wasn't star heavy, but it was talent heavy is what it felt like. Um, We had Hikaru Shida, Sky Blue, Emi Sakura... The Bunny, Abaddon, Anna Jay, Kira Hogan, Kaylin King, uh, Diamante, Nyla Rose, Thunder Rosa, Penelope Ford, Riho, Jamie Hayter, Big Swole, Ty Conti, Red Velvet, Layla Hirsch, Jade Cargill, Rebel, and the Joker card, Ruby fucking Soho. And yeah. I like we've got big reveals or big like debuts to talk about later in the show, but I'm gonna tell you right now, this is my favorite. That, that one was a lot of fun. That one and was I a think, lot of fun because she got in there right away and was in action. Yeah, the biggest thing for me, though, and it's not even necessarily her being in action. Like, that was fun to watch for sure and watch her get the win. But this is a woman that WWE and NXT give her her faction. They give her the Riot Squad. And 
she's the leader of the riot squad. Oh, Joe brought and up then, Joe, Joey Janela and Sunny Kiss, and that is a tag team that did break up. Joey yeah, Janela did right. turn on Sunny Kiss. Right. <laughs> um, but they were a makeshift tag team as well, too. Yeah. Um, but you have you have Ruby Riot, who, like I said, she's the leader of the riot squad. Then you end up with Liv Morgan, who gets a little bit bigger than her. And what happens? She starts Ruby Riot, who's the leader of this group. The group is named after. She starts playing manager to Liv Morgan. And you're not giving this woman the respect or attention that she deserves on the main roster. She becomes another one of these wrestlers that makes it to the main roster that fans love and fans want to get behind. She's got a cool look. She's great in the ring. She's good on the mic. Why aren't you doing anything with her? And then she gets released. So to see her come out, and it's literally from the second her music hits and she steps out, I I don't know if the smile ever left her face. Like yeah. to see her get the flowers she deserved, to have the attention that she deserved from the fans, and and just the emotion in her face of getting that was super cool. And it it it's really good to see people who deserve that get that in this company. Um and I agree hundred percent with her winning this match because you finally get a different matchup. You get Britt Baker versus somebody we haven't seen. So while I would have loved to have seen Thunder Rosa win this match, it wasn't fresh. And this gives us a fresh, let's say Ruby Riot wins and takes his title from Britt Baker. Then we end up in a spot where every matchup for the title is new. It's always somebody new because we haven't seen her versus Thunder Rosa. We haven't seen her versus Nyla Rose. We haven't seen her versus Ty Conti. It's all brand new territory which is what this roster desperately needs when it comes to the women yep i agree uh next match was chris jericho versus mjf in the biggest asshole move i've ever seen in my life <laughs> i can't MJF, believe <laughs> i love the greatest entrance ever yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he plays jericho's uh, countdown and it's the yeah. countdown for the y2j basically when it, when jericho first debuted the lights go out just like it Pyro goes off just like it. And you're thinking in your head, you're like, oh, this is really cool. Got, like, people got worked up for Remember it. Jericho yeah. at one of the, it was either All Out or, or Full Gear somewhere. He had that entrance where he had, I think it was women dressed up as his, his old yeah, characters. Yeah, his old characters. They yeah. had the list. They had Y2J, stuff like that. That's what I thought we were about to see. I thought we were about to get Jericho coming out, going down memory lane. And instead, we get... Instead of it flashing and showing Jericho like it does on the screen, it says Jericho's last match. And yeah. MJF comes out <laughs> dressed in like a Burger King costume. Yeah. And it was the best shit. Like, I applauded this guy, man. And I, I, the crowd kind of let me down in the Jericho entrance. You've got the, I, was he the guitar player for Fosse? That's what I assumed. I don't know oh, if he I was don't know. Yeah. But you had the guy out there playing yeah. Judas on guitar, and the crowd was supposed to sing along with him and try to recreate that moment. They failed miserably like Man. they started a little bit and then just stopped i mean i i they, they all did sing it at the end and i was heavily surprised really surprised that jericho did win this match i was full-on expecting him they, did a, to win. they yeah. did a great job of getting us to believe that he had a chance of losing yeah. and they even jericho coming out to the ring like you could see worry on his face and he was like soaking in the moment of like okay this is it this is the last and they let you kind of believe it was a retirement match. And they did a really good job. It was a good swerve. Yeah, it, it should have still been. I love the dusty finish. 
<laughs> I really love the dusty finish. I love it. Should have still been his retirement match. I, mean. I don't think so yet. I think, especially with some new guys coming in, I think there's an opportunity to get. I don't want him prominent every single night wrestling, but I think being able to get him out there and yeah. give newer guys the rub, I think, is still. I, yeah, and I think hopefully he can. I mean, in the in the Jericho, I mean. This could even turn into like a bust of five, you know, oh, like God, MGF cannot let it go. And it's right. been fun. It's been good. It's been it's been a fun series <laughs> for us to watch and to like this is really long time storytelling, you know, like yeah. as far as uh what's MJF's group called? The Pinnacle. Pinnacle. Um yeah, and just how like how they've grown and you know, um I feel like the Pinnacle haven't really been able to haven't gotten the wins that they deserve to make them like a that next top group to take right. over the inner circle spot. But um, yeah, I mean, it was cool too, like to see at the end, you know, everybody singing the song when Jericho did win. But I would, I, I would definitely have been more happy had MGF won. I, um, Jericho to me just doesn't have it in the ring for me anymore. I'm like, I'm never like looking forward to a Jericho match anymore. I think but, he um, needs to go the route of Sting and be featured in like tag team matches where he can do yeah. his thing the best and not. I, I mean, maybe, the guy's not going to put on thirty minute matches. Yeah, at this and maybe point. that's the route we're going into too. Like he's just going to. Like change up the tone of his matches, you know. I hope so. And he's not going to be involved in the in 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 the titles and title. He's good on commentary. Him and Punk on commentary this last week were amazing together. And I would love to see. I kind of hoped he would lose to get him back on commentary. He yells a little too much for me, but it is. It's better than listening to Jim Ross. It is a lot better. Who referred to Ruby Soho as Ruby Riot? Ruby Riot, yeah. And you made a good point. He wasn't even there for that run. Yeah, I'm just like, how? Like, how did that even happen? How do you fuck that up? Um, which I'm surprised he didn't have a stroke when Brian Danielson returned. I know that's a little foreshadowing. We haven't made it there yet, but Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, I figured he was going to have another stroke and just his brain was going to catch on fire trying to not fuck that up. <laughs> uh, next match was CM Punk defeats uh, Darby Allen by pinfall. And I like, I know I'm punk biased. I'm wearing a Darby Allen shirt right now, by the way. Uh, I know I'm punk biased. He's my favorite. He's both of our favorites, but this was a hell of a match and possibly one of the best of the night. It got some really good high spots and it's told an amazing story of punk being in a position that he's not normally been in. Like he's always been the younger guy in WWE. Now we got to tell a story with punk being the, the veteran and knowing more than Darby and knowing like there was a really cool moment where Darby goes for the coffin drop and punk just sits up and kind of does that head tap. and just like, I got you. I I roped you in. Yeah. And the, the story they told of Punk working Darby's back after Darby took that that Larry or that Larry at the uh, Irish Whip into the corner and mm-hmm. just spilled out, it it was a hell of a story and it was cool to see Darby do a different type of work because normally Darby is a spot wrestler, yeah. he's he tells a good story in the ring but he hits high spots after high spot a lot of times and he does the daring moves. This time we got to see we fucking watched Darby Allen chain wrestle, mm-hmm. and it was fun, and it's. This company is going in a little bit different direction and one that it's kind of needed. We got to see referees not really fucking up other than for storyline purposes. Yeah. We got to see them featured where they needed to be featured, even in this match. And it's just, it's cool to see something changing backstage that is affecting the overall product outside. And that's kind of what I think happened with the CM Punk match. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was um, one of the best matches of the night. Um I think uh, Punk looked pretty good out there. For he didn't look as gassed as I expected him to. He looked yeah. like he was still in really good shape. I mean, he it, looked as gassed as anyone would be for putting on the match that they did. It was did. a sixteen-minute match. Like, yeah. you know, you go. It, it, it was head-on like two minutes in. You know, like yeah. you had a couple of spots where 
it was a chain wrestling parts, but then like Darby turned it on, started you know going fast and hit. Well, that was the, the thing moves. they yeah. didn't they didn't go to slow moves and chain wrestling in the middle of the match. They mm-hmm. built up, and then yeah. once they started putting the foot on the gas, it just kept going and kept going yeah. and kept going until then, it ended. And then you saw uh, Darby hit a couple of nice you know his Darby Allen type hits and moves on Punk Red where, and stuff, where it's just like those are some heavy hitting moves, you know, yeah. like especially the dive to the ropes, you know, like Darby's just he a freaking. Punk car accident waiting to yeah. happen and then like a swanton off the off the top rope onto the floor just nailing punk and like you got to he see took, he, he took it all in stride he saw punk like hits get some get some hits in like that he probably hasn't been hit like that in a long time you know yeah, that's where it told the best story he did an mma but it was good to see him like kind yeah. of like not like tippy toe kind of just just yeah not dominate the entire match have some have some have some take bumps have some issues and then i was actually fully expecting darby to get the win I, I kind of was upset. too. Yeah, I wasn't. I was going to be upset if Punk uh, lost. If it wasn't in back. Chicago, I was kind of expecting. I would see Darby yeah. win. I was kind of expecting to see Punk, and I mean, Punk has pulled a pulled a swerve on everybody before. Where I mean, in his his farewell match with Ring of Honor, he did a two out of three falls with Cole Cabana, and Cole Cabana went in two falls in a row and one with the roll up, and I'm, you know, like, and so I was fully expecting Punk to kind of be like, okay, Darby's gonna get the win and is still gonna do it. So those roll ups and all of those that were happening, I was fully expecting Darby to get that win, like in 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 a in a different type of way. But uh, really fun and hit a wonderful GTS <laughs> oh, twice. <laughs> Great, yeah, two of them, and the last yeah. one just the reverse into it was so good. Yeah. Now I'm glad you brought up Colt Cabana because it reminded me that whoever is running the AEW uh, Twitter machine needs to be replaced immediately <laughs> so fan fest aew fan fest was saturday and they announced jazzwares announced a whole crop of new figures one of those figures being the cm punk figure and the aew twitter account tagged colt cabana in that tweet for whatever reason <laughs> then then later on when uh ruby soho makes her debut they tagged the wrong ruby soho they oh, tagged God. an asian woman on instagram that went by the handle ruby soho Oh, geez. Not even the wrestler. Not even remotely close to doing anything with wrestling. And she got tagged on it. So well, there might it be an opening that, if you want to get a job with AEW. Here's our foot in. I thought it was funny that Daniel Bryan's Twitter still has a WWE in front of it. Oh, a lot so, of people. Or Brian Danielson's. So, yeah. like, it is It is funny for him to have to still use that. Still, I like, would. He, And it's funny because he doesn't use Twitter. So he just, like, hasn't even thought about yeah, changing he it. So, yeah. Uh, next match, the match that I forgot about was even on the card until it happened. But Same. this was really good pacing because they went into, before this match even started, they went into, which they, they did after the Lucha Brothers match, before they went on to the women's. Because that match was so high speed and like high adrenaline. They went into a recap of the night halfway through. They're like, hey, yeah. here's the things you saw to let everybody settle back down. So they could get into the women's match. Now this, what they did is they hit a promo for, um, they had a promo with Alistair Black talking about taking on um, Dustin later in the week. Then we also got a promo from Mox talking about taking on Minoru Suzuki on Dynamite. So they, they let everyone calm down and then they put him into the squash match between Paul White and QT Marshall. And... It wasn't a bad match. It was what we expected out of a it's match. Paul White like match. That. It was a yeah. Paul White match. Yeah. And he came in, he squashed some people, and it was done. We were through. Yeah. Um, I do love that his. Is it the same guy that sings the big show that is singing it has this? Because it sounds yeah, a lot be, like yeah. him, right? I'm sure I'm sure he got in contact with Jim Johnson, who's not employed with WWE yeah. anymore. Yeah. So give me that guy it's with like, that voice. Yeah. Just make me another song. I'll pay you money to do it. 
AEW does a good job. Hey, of, it's Paul White. Basically. <laughs> they've done a pretty good job of having these wrestlers from other companies come in with music that closely resembles what they were using. Yeah. With punk, it was an easy thing. All we got to do is just change up the way the static sounds. And we've got the right cult of personality. Now we're going to give Big Show one that kind of sounds like that. Um, and we'll get into the other two now because Kenny Omega defeats Christian Cage by pinfall in a really good match in a match that I didn't think like Christian Christian's got something left in the tank. Yeah. Watching yeah, this yeah. match. Like the dude is just on fire at this point in his career. It was nice to get a champion versus champion match. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. With uh, Omega and uh, being the, being the AEW champ and Christian being the impact champion. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was a good match. It was great back and forth. Um, hit that. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, what is the one wing angel off the top one rope? Which the I top. was, shocked to see Christian to take that. Um, they told a good story in this yeah. with attacking the head and the neck over and over and over because that's where Christian's injuries were. were with and concussions. then Christian just took like a crazy hit when he went through those tables. Yeah, he did. And the part of the table leg just like gashed those ribs of yeah. him. And I was fully expecting him to have like internal bleeding because he was spitting up blood um, at one point in the match. So I haven't even bothered to look. I got the the reports the afterwards. Report. But um, it's just a great back and forth match. And then it you was. know, um, when Kenny Omega gets the win and uh, retains the title, and then you see um, then put the beat down. You see the elite come out, and I think Gallows is like the first guy to start like just wailing. Oh, um, always Christian, yeah, which is great because he's the big heater in the group. Yeah, and then. Uh, Kenny goes to cut that promo to send everybody home happy. And, His geek-ass promo. Yeah. He's such a dork on the microphone. And then he gets on there. He's talking about like nobody alive or retired or even dead could beat him. And as soon as he hits that line, the dead the part, dead. Like, the, the lights go off. and Everyone thinks get, it's um, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, everybody. Get, everybody. I was thinking it was Daniel Bryan. I was like, that's kind of a weird way to, to, do, to say that and you know, set up Daniel Bryan coming out. But... I would, I mean, legitimately surprised that it happened. I assumed um, Cole would come at some point, just not tonight, last yeah, night. Yeah, and we get Adam Cole, and you, you know, it. They ended the elite ended with Adam Cole being killed by <laughs> by Kenny Omega and the elite, and um, he got poisoned. He had a yeah, poison they, in his monster, and then remember because Kevin Owens is under contract at that point with WWE, and he's he's being featured. I think he might even be the NXT champion almost at this yeah. point. And Adam Cole dies, and Kevin Owens steps over his body. Like yeah. He's just there backstage. It's so weird and random. But, um, yeah, they brought him back, and he gets on the mic. Or before he even gets on the mic, he super kicks the shit out of Jungle Boy. Yeah. And declares he swears, he that he's back with the elite. Yeah. yeah. Turns, turns heel in eight seconds. And the yeah. dude legit had probably the loudest Adam Cole Bay Bay pop. I've ever heard. It was pretty awesome, man. It was cool as hell. And then he rejoins with the elite, cuts a promo on how they're the most dominant faction, and then Flight of the Valkyries hits. <laughs> yeah. And it was a really cool switch because Flight of the Valkyries starts, and it's the original Flight of the Valkyries. And you're kind of like, oh, man, they didn't get the rights. To, or they didn't remake it. They just got the original, and that's that's okay, I guess. Yeah. And then a hip-hop beat starts. And you're like, yeah. fuck, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm down for this. Yeah. And Brian Danielson hits the ring with a new look and just starts destroying people. Christian and, and Jurassic Express are on their feet at this point and they just start laying out the elite. And yeah. good, good God, man. <laughs> like it was, 
they did a good job with the entrance music for him and then adam cole sounds a lot like his undisputed era which i almost wonder was this adam cole's music when he was in ring of honor because i remember the get ready for the boom or something like that so i think it's like a a combination of the two he had a different song um i remember because i used to import it into like every wwe game that let you like do music oh yeah create the characters oh i'm already i've said it forever and now i'm getting increasingly more serious about buying 2k19 on the pc to play with the mods play the mods yeah yeah i'm I'm really interested to see what the mod community is going to do with these oh for sure is that daniel bryan i like his new look uh i like his new music Uh, this is we're in like a lot of people what do you think of punk and tights yeah, I like it. It's different. I thought it was yeah. a good idea to do something completely yeah. different. Yeah, it was. I think this is the first time in his career that he's ever worn tights. I think so too. Um, but he always he had the shorts and then he went yeah. to trunks. He had shorts, trunks, and then yeah, and now he's back with and now he's here with the leg tights. So I, thought that I like was, it. It was different, yeah. and I thought it was I thought it was a good idea to do something different. He tweeted on like Wednesday, and he's like, "Oh shit, I need boots." <laughs> <laughs> I guess he forgot to get boots. He tweeted. He now what Sunday night he had tweeted. And if you remember in December, before he left the company, he had tweeted and said, this poop isn't fun anymore. And talking about working for WWE, he screenshotted that and then retweeted and said, hey, this shit is fun again. Yeah. (laughs) And I I just thought it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. There was was one point, I don't know if the camera caught him, but he was looking in the camera and he was doing seven. And he's like, seven fucking years. Like right into the camera. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I caught all of those. They were great. I love people being able to be themselves in this yeah. company. I that's think awesome. that's the biggest part of it. And it's a really good time. There's a really big renaissance happening. And if the best thing to come out of this is going to be the WWE has to step up their game and we all win mm-hmm. as wrestling fans. Because at like, this point, me, they do have get, to step yeah, up their game. Give me, give me watching Raw again. I'm not going to complain if I have to. If you make it worth yeah. watching it, I will watch it. You know, yeah. it's just and right now, I'm not interested in watching a Bobby Lashley title program with bill goldberg like who i said it, is? it oh, nobody is i said it multiple times last night in different groups I, you were probably in all three of the groups that i i said it in right now aew has given us the wwe that we've yeah. wanted for years they're giving us everything that we as fans have asked for and not been given and tony khan's like oh no we heard you the whole time before we even started this company because i wanted the same shit so now i can i can give it to you and someone had even i watched the post media or the the media post scrum or post match media scrum jesus christ and um someone had asked tony they're like you're the one who put this together and he's like no i didn't you guys did and they're like stop being humble like you did you pulled this together like i know there's other people behind the scenes but you're the man with the pocketbook to me that made this all happen and how does it feel? Do you ever stop and smell the roses and, and realize what you're doing? And he still wouldn't take any credit. Punk would yeah. be like, well, you're legit the only man that could sign CM Punk. <laughs> and he That's didn't. True, yeah. They had talked to Daniel Bryan, too. And he said that I guess Brie is still under contract with WWE. And yeah. He's like, you know, I hope he's like, I hope she enjoys everything there. He's like, but he said that being a family man made him feel tame and that he needed to do something to liven up his life again. And going to AEW was that. That it was something just to break the monotony. Punk had even said this week that a or WWE had thrown a shitload of money at him, but he felt like they were playing games, so he flat out told him no. He's like, I was yeah. with that company for a long time. He's like, you know when your ex is playing games with you, and that's what they were doing. And he wanted <laughs> no part of it. Uh, and they also interviewed Cole, and Cole had said uh, Twitch was a big factor for him, too. When he wasn't yeah. able to do his Twitch, he fell in love with it over this past year, and he wanted to go somewhere that was going to support him to do things he wanted to do. I know. So. When, they, when you 
when we were faced through literally, you know, with, with the pandemic and with COVID and everything, and you lose those avenues, those like the superstar meet and greets and losing that connection with the fans that you have, and you're able to actually sort of create a new connection with the fans, mm-hmm. a one that's actually more interactive. I would say like the people that you interact with Twitch, you know, if you're, if you're sub to them or you follow them or whatever, it's a different, and you're, you're having these interactions with, you know, uh, with these people that you follow and it's actually like you get some great back and forth like even with the people I follow you yeah. know on Twitch and it's just like I look at them sort of as you know like my celebs and right. like it's just cool because you can you can write them a message and they like talk to you and they shout you out and you know they, they'll say hi to your kids if they're watching which is crazy you know like you know I'll say right now like anytime I go on one shot girl and you know, I watch her stream and I say hi to her, and she always asks, like, "Hey, say hi to Ezra. Is Ezra watching?" And that is cool because he cool. is watching. When he is watching, and she says his name on Twitch, he legit flips out. You know, that's he's just cool. like, "Holy cow, that's his celeb!" You know, so it's cool when you have these content creators and who have to also be wrestlers um, who have these avenues to connect with their fans, and you try to take it away from them. Of course, it's going to be a big deciding factor. You know. So, and it's just insane to think, too, that Adam Cole was here so fast, so fast post the last NXT TakeOver yeah. that, like, Two he weeks. was literally working on just, like, as doing favors for WWE, but, like, also, hey, as soon as this done, I can do whatever I want with no, no day limits. I'm going to help you finish the story out. We're going to end NXT on this note because we're getting a rebranded NXT, and this is the last of the NXT good run we're going to have, you know, and... We'll see. Maybe prove me wrong with the new NXT. I hope you do prove me wrong because I want to be able to enjoy all the wrestling. I don't want to look at one company and be like, oh, I don't want to watch, you know, I don't want to watch WWE. I want to, you know, I, I will watch WWE if it's fun. So just make it fun to watch and we'll watch it. That's all that matters. Hell yeah. We'll try to try to watch it, man. It's, it's about having the time to watch all these. But it is, I mean, AEW made it fun for me, like, where WWE was just getting stagnant for a while and AEW has been jumped in and, you know, grasped our attentions for like the old school fans, you know, that, that have been looking for something new and have the likes of Brian Daniels on Adam Cole and CM Punk all under one roof, which is absolutely insane. And Kenny Omega and John Moxley and the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers, like just such a diverse cast of characters, you know, and they're building up new stars. And even with the women's roster, you got Britt Baker, who's a, superstar you know who's just as um top talent as kenny omega is so it's just it's just fun and build up that women's roster so that we can do big things with them i I love it i think it's great it's a lot of fun it's an all out worth every single penny i loved it yeah absolutely it was a great pay-per-view probably it's being called one of the best of all time um really and it's fitting because it's 20 years apart the last time I remember really being this excited for a pay-per-view leading into it and being this fulfilled coming out of a pay-per-view was 2001 watching WrestleMania 17. Yeah. And just really enjoying everything from start to finish. Like it and it was funny cuz it was at the exact same intersection. I remember I remember in 2001 getting ready for WrestleMania, day of WrestleMania listening to My Way from Limp Biscuit and being able to say Austin's turning heel tonight yeah. based on the lyrics of it. And then yesterday going to run errands and listening to cult of personality. And I had that moment just sitting at, at this red light and I'm like, this is the same red light. Like I have this memory of 
listening to my way and, yeah. and getting ready. <laughs> like, it's just so fitting it's that I'm sitting here now, man. 20 years later, listening to yeah. Cult of Personality, wearing my CM Punk shirt, pumping myself up for wrestling tonight. Like, Hell yeah, dude. That was great. That was it's, it's the best time to come back to wrestling. Hell yeah. If, if you're, if you're a part-time wrestling fan and you're listening to us and you're sticking with us to listen to this, now is the best time for you to jump in. If you, yeah. I'm not telling you to not watch WWE. No, but yeah, if you're exactly. watching Watch it, if you're watching it and you don't feel like you're connecting, give AEW a shot. Watch everything. Watch everything out there and find the one that appeals to you. Whether it's whether it's uh, WWE, whether it's AEW, whether it's NWA, Ring of Honor, even Impact, Japan, whatever. Shit. New Japan, the avenue, the avenues to watch everything are now out there. So just you know, if you if you're looking for something to come back into and wanting to watch over again, give it a shot, man, and enjoy wrestling again because now's the time. Now's the time. On that note. On that note, Jeremy, where can everybody find us? You can find me doing yard work. That's what I got to do the second I hang up with this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, which is late in the day. I'm we're just, enjoying we fl- our we're enjoying We flooded yesterday. We or this weekend. We yeah. got a ton of rain and my my street floods. So now I've got to try to clean up some of that because I haven't mentioned much of it uh, because my wife and I are, in, are the people that keep it private until it's permanent. But... Um, <laughs> We got people coming to look at our house. You can take that whatever way you want. But I got to get my house clean. Jeremy's living in tents on the street. I am. I should be better off <laughs> paying, paying for shit. Uh, no, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat. Or Snapchat. I always do this. Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Jesus Christ. At, at jvader82. You can find us. If you're not watching us right now on Twitch and you want to watch us on Twitch, you want to watch Matt unbox or unpackage some Pokemon. Unpackage. Open up some Pokemon. Unpackage some Pokemans. If you want to see our pretty faces, you can check us out on twitch at twitch.tv slash gofo game looks like i got the beauty filter on might be my, i do might be a camera i do it helps yeah. lighting i do i it definitely is on because i do got a zit like right here i don't know if it's <laughs> I, I have one right here so yeah you're right it's on. <laughs> yeah i woke up with that one today i was like oh that's nice matt you where can it? they find you nearly 40 so getting zits on my face you can find me mateo 83 at twitter instagram and the Tiki Talks. Follow me there. Check us out there. Um, thanks for supporting the show. Thanks for watching us on Twitch. I really appreciate all of that. Leave us a five-star review on wherever you listen to the show. Leave us a voicemail on Anchor. Um, thanks to Anchor again for the sponsorship. Thanks to all you guys for listening to us, downloading the show, and streaming wherever you're doing it at. And on that note, laters, geeks. The Geek Out Freak Out Podcast is produced and edited by Matt Salgado and Jeremy Holman. Special thanks to Rock My Bit for the theme song.